opinions expressed in the following program are those of the producer and not necessarily those of WKTV Community Media. Family-owned Palermo Pizza underwrites this episode of Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters Paranormal Podcast, located at 901 Gazan Parkway, Southwest Wyoming, and available at 616-531-8300. everybody, this is Brian Jose, and welcome back to another episode of the Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters Podcast. Today we have a co-host with us, uh, Kim Colleen. Hi everybody, I'm Kim Colleen of the Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters Paranormal Podcast, and I'd like to welcome you to our show. Yeah, you can find our show on my uh, either on the Whole Picture Podcast on Facebook, or the Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters Podcast on, we have our own Facebook page. Or you can find it on my YouTube channel, which will have all the archive of all our old episodes, which is Jose Paranormal History Productions. And today's guest is Drew Ellsworth McRae of the YouTube channel Living Histories Mysteries and the Paranormal Team Midwest Parahistoric Society. So Drew, if you want to take a minute and kind of describe what your channel's about and then take a little time to describe your team. Thank you, Brandon. Um, my channel is it's actually more of a history based than a paranormal channel um i actually registered the name parahistoric investigators we 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 don't just go out and investigate hauntings paranormal activity we go out to historic locations um and do our investigations there uh, I still do my fair share of just history and the mysteries that history left behind. Um, I try to make it comfortable for everyone, um, not just the spooky, scary, but also just those urban legends and myths and mysteries that uh, history's left for us to try to figure out. My team. Uh, right now, the, uh, the, the Midwest Parahistoric Society is comprised of four different teams uh, from the Michigan area. Uh, we have got the um, uh, Southern Michigan uh, Paranormals. Uh, we have got Living Histories Mysteries. We have got um, Randy's, uh, Randy's Real Paranormal. We've got Tommy Amongst the Tombstones that are all part of our group right now. And we're, we're constantly growing. We have folks both inside and outside of the Midwest that have contacted me asking about becoming part of the group. And we've had folks travel from the Western side of Illinois and, and uh, Maryland to come and do investigations with us. This year, we have got folks coming from New Jersey and New York to uh, join us in investigations. Uh, one of which I'm gonna have uh, as guests on my live stream on the 21st of this month. Uh, one of them is a, a demonologist and the other is a theologian that work as a team out in New York. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty interesting this year. We're off yeah. to a good start. We have investigations the next three weekends in three different historic locations in Michigan. So, 
Yep. Would you would you mind sharing where you're going to be um, investigating, or are you going to leave that to be a surprise? I want to leave that to be a surprise. <laughs> one of I get them, it. the one next week is a hotel. Okay. Um, they actually close down the end of December, and then they do all their remodeling and stuff starting usually the end of January. Got like a two week span in there when the hotel's pretty much empty. So we're gonna have, uh, I think we'll have uh, one of the managers there. We'll have one of the housekeepers and of course the owner to, to, they're all gonna be uh, interviewed. Uh, another location is an 1834 Masonic temple. Mm. Still in the original building, still with a lot of the original antiques. Uh, um, and the other one, I wish I could remember what that is. That's the end of the month. And I don't remember exactly where it's going to be. No, that's okay. No, you said, um, Southern Michigan paranormal. Is that the old, that's been around for years and years, the old SMP? The old, group? yeah, the old group, uh, okay. uh, Danny, Danny, um, Holroyd. Holroyd. Yep. I used to be a part of that team many oh. years ago. Okay. Yep. I don't know how, oh gosh, at least five years ago or more. So I used to be a part of that team. That's where I kind of got my paranormal investigation legs going. He did um, some training with me and so forth. So we go way back. Yeah, we just done Henderson Castle uh, oh, yeah. for a few weeks ago. Yep, I've never personally been there, but you know, I've heard some really good ghost stories coming out of the castle. Yeah, we've we've got that video on uh, on Living History's Mysteries, at least my portion of it. Um, like I said, we had multiple teams working in the castle, all running their own channels and doing their mm -hmm. own videos, and it's uh it's an active place. I mean, okay, it's, I've heard it's good active. Stories some from places there. we've been, there was no. Oh yeah, it's it's a wonderful place. I mean, even if just a visit to check out the architecture and the, the design of the place, it's just, um, it's an amazing place. So do you have a good story for us to share of uh, Henderson Castle that you can share with our viewers of your favorite time that um, you were there? Well, I went into one of the rooms by myself and yeah. uh, upstairs and isolated myself. And um, at one point in time, this place was, uh, this room was a storage room. I had a, a staircase going up to an observation deck and it's right off the dance hall uh, upstairs on the third floor. And um, I laid back on the bed. I had my REM pod going. I had mm -hmm. my voice recorder going and picked up just all kinds of noises up the staircase because it's one of the iron wraparound staircases right at the foot of the bed and goes right disappears up into the ceiling and I'm all the time and you can actually hear it on the video a lot of pops and like the stairs squeaking um like the, there's somebody uh, the, maybe the, going up the staircase going or down mm -hmm. uh the rim pod is constantly flashing beside the bed on the table the whole time I'm laying there on the bed. It's very, very interesting. And I mean, I had all the power shut off except for my camera. And uh, it, the, it, it was just, 
it was fascinating just laying there and listening to everything going on around me. Isn't that freaky? Did it freak, freak you out a little bit or not really? No. no. <laughs> um, so far in 2021, I've been physically attacked three times, um, all resulting in scratches and things like that at three different locations. Uh, my my friend Mark, who is my he's, he's my he's my head researcher. He's the best best researcher I've ever found when it comes to studying the 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 history of, of these locations. Uh, we were out at one place. As a matter of fact, the first place I got physically attacked the, uh, this last year. Was and that at the summit to that one cemetery where you had the pain in your side? I, well, no, that was the one where I had the pain going down my back and I took my shirt off right yeah. on camera and Mark, Mark's like, red mark. And then yep. put, he took a picture of it and gave it to me and I went on and edited the... Oop. I think we lost him for a second. I think we lost him for a second there. We'll see if he comes back. You can't hear me? Yeah. Oh, there we go. You're back. I'm, I'm You're here. back. <laughs> You're back. No, nothing changed on my end. <laughs> I know. It's weird, right? Yeah. So yeah. you were saying but you, yeah. got, you got touched. We actually, heard, we, well, we heard something. And I wish the camera would have been rolling when we heard it. Because what all of us have always heard about a banshee scream mm. and it was out in the cornfield behind the church and it was just the the loudest like a half between yeah. a growl and a scream and we went and went to, we went and talked to a vietnam veteran and he mentioned um uh he mentioned demon and um devil and we said, okay, well, you know, it's it's time for us to start moving back towards the car and hitting some of the outer graves. And um, it wasn't 10 minutes later, Mark went walking down the road while I was packing up the gear. And just all of a sudden, I felt this sharp pain on my back, like a rash. And he came back and I'm like, I'm like, man, I hate doing this because I'm going to get chewed up by a skeeter or something, but I'm going to mm -hmm. take my shirt off and let you look at my back. And sure enough, there was three marks going right down my spine. Yep. So. Yeah, I watched your one episode on YouTube um, where you and your buddy were at a um, cemetery and you had posted pictures of the, you had said you had a pain in your side area. And I think mm -hmm. you had posted some pictures of some scratches or marks. Yeah. So you, yeah, you right actually had my, that. Yeah. Yeah. Right on, on your my side left, the bottom area of my left rib cage. And I was, it was real good because I was feeling the pain, but it was like, it was inside. Yeah. Like I was like, like I was having stomach cramps or something. And it's like, man, something just don't feel right. And by now, the time we got back to the car. Yeah. Now you didn't, did you, you went to bed and then you got up the next day and you're like, did you actually discover it then? Right. That's when we, that's when they were really prominent was the next sure. day, but I could, I, you could almost see like where I had grazed something or something had grazed me, but yeah, mm -hmm. it was the next day that it was really prominent. You know, I, I'm married. My wife don't even ask me anymore. Where does scratches on your back come from? Yeah. No kidding. Right. She well, knows. There, there's only, there's only three of them. You Zach Baggins fan, you know, all the nasty stuff comes in threes. Right. 
Right. I was on an investigation with Danny one time when we were in an old church in the basement and a young man had gotten scratched next to me too. And the, the skin was actually raised, not bloody, but you could tell there was actual marks that, I mean, it, it was fresh. So I, I have witnessed that myself. Brandon, have you ever gotten scratched before like that or been with somebody who's gotten scratched like that? I've never actually been scratched. I've been with somebody that has been, well, I like a small scratch, but I've never had like the three, you know, scratch marks down. I just had yeah. like one small scratch once, but that was pretty much it. But that could have been something else too. Maybe I got caught on something. It wasn't like a really, not like a lot of the stuff that you see. So I couldn't, I wasn't one where I could go, okay, this is paranormal. I didn't feel comfortable putting it in that category. But yeah, I did have totally. one team member that got scratched on her back. She had said something like jokingly, and I think that's kind of what had gotten her scratched. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. and it's real funny, Kim mentioned church. Um, that's something we have coming up later this year, but I and I I haven't really told many people, but I'll go on and I'll tell your listeners because it's really <laughs> interesting. I, I know with you guys being located in Michigan, you've heard of um, Hobbitland. Hmm, I the, haven't. The, have have the, you, Brandon? The, the Munchkin, I like think Munchkin Land? Munch, Munch, Munchkin Land. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Munchkin Land, Hobbit Land. We've been watching Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I get it. Uh, Munch, Munchkin Land. Um, if you've not been out there in recent years, they don't like anybody there after dark because there's been a lot of bad things go on out there with people going out in the cemetery. And, uh, but there's cameras set up all around the church there. And of course, you know, anybody that knows the, the, the story of Munchkin Land, supposedly back late 19th, early 20th century, the minister there supposedly murdered multiple children and buried them somewhere on the tree line of the woods around the cemetery in unmarked graves. And uh, after he murdered two little girls, he hung himself from the rope in the bell tower. <clears throat> I really found out that my wife's cousin is best friends with the girl whose parents own the church. Mm. So we're working on actually getting into the church this year to do a full investigation of the basement where he supposedly killed the girls yeah. and everything else. So that's going to be very interesting if we can actually get that worked out with her family to get in there to do a, either a late night or an overnight lock-in. Sure. Yeah, that's going to be freaky. Wow. I watched one of your podcasts where um, there was a, or there are quite a few orbs. Um, one in particular, there was purple, purple orbs. Yep. Do you remember that one? That mm, was, that on, was, a, not that very was long on a haunted ago. road back it, down in Indiana, right? Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. So have, what did you guys ever come up with an explanation for those purple orbs? I mean, you tried to debunk it and you just couldn't yep. like move this light, move this light. Nothing was kind of making it go away. And this it was dancing all over the screen. What did you guys ever come mm -hmm. up with? We didn't. OK, we didn't. I I have done a lot of uh, a lot of looking into the different colors of orbs and what mm -hmm. they meant. And a, a lot of people believe that a purple orb is a, is a, 
angelic, like uh, a an angel, a guardian, like a pre yeah, protection yeah. color. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was interesting. That was very interesting because yeah, we, we definitely tried to debunk it because we had multiple lights. Yeah, I've got one of them on right here coming at me, and it gets very very bright. And we had two of them out there running that night, and we were telling one of them was back behind me, and uh, the um, Tommy's. Uh, Tommy Tombstone's uh, cameraman or camerawoman at the time was running the other light on her handheld rig. And uh, he kept telling her, move, turn, turn. And yeah, this, to kind of thing make still it go just away. Dancing. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah, that one there really, really got us on that. Yeah. One. And especially the Set. purple. Yeah. And it didn't it didn't change color either. It was kind of like that same purple the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Brandon. And I, I don't I, I don't know if you know, but I, I'm sure Brandon's Brandon's figured it out. Um the channel that I have now is mm -hmm. not the original Living Histories Mysteries. Um when I switched over to doing more paranormal stuff. I guess somebody out there in YouTube land got very, very jealous of how fast we start growing. I mean, we went from, you know, 2,000 subscribers to 4,000 plus in a matter of just a couple months. Sure. And if you know anything about YouTube, you turn in copyright strikes against somebody with a computer running YouTube now, there's no way to, there's no way to appeal them. So you get three, they kill your channel. So I was able to save all my investigation videos. I had 970 some odd videos on there. And I was able to save like 60 videos out of it and start a brand new channel. Okay. So we are rebuilding our history section though. So for people who maybe are more into just the mysteries of the, the history left behind and not the paranormal mysteries, there's always that side of the channel too for folks. Yeah, I know Brandon and I are, we're more into the paranormal aspect of it, you know, with, with what we do with our podcasts and more of a personal nature, we're more of a paranormal. Mm -hmm. So Brandon, have you experienced orbs? Yeah, from my, orbs? Well, I've seen ones like where they've been visible. Like I, mm -hmm. I personally seen it, but I've seen like, like other people. So then I tend to put more stock into those. Uh, there are some that you can capture, which you can tell are different than that would be more legit paranormal, though 99% of them are just dust or bugs in front of the camera right. that people are mislabeling, unfortunately, because like a lot of the reality, like my ghost story kind of stuff, they kind of present that as evidence people take. And I've gotten into some really big arguments with people with, well, this is a ghost. And I'm like, I know that's not a ghost because I can tell you it's this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and you'll notice in my videos yeah. a lot of times when, when I get a very prominent orb, mm -hmm. I'll slow it down or I'll zoom in so people can either see the wings on it or, yeah. or something. Say, no, that's just a brightly lit moth or a, a bug of some kind or and, 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 and with dust, I mean, anybody who has grown up in any environment, anywhere in the world, they know what a dust particle looks like and how it flutters around. An orb, I mean, constant 90 degree channel or directional changes and things like that would not be a dust particle. 
Okay, it's it's a free a free flying something. So I yeah I even try to and I hate saying it because I'm not a debunker, I'm not a skeptic at all. I grew up in a house where three people had died in a 85 year span. Two little girls had killed themselves and an old man died before 1900. So, I mean, I grew up around the paranormal and um, my, my house had originally started off as a one room cabin and uh, an old man stood to death one winter there. And then during the 1900s, 1930s, a little girl hung herself out in the barn and in the 1950s, a little girl hung herself from the staircase banister divided me and my sister's bedrooms. So we had a lot of activity on the staircase and the spare bedroom upstairs. My sister woke up and seen somebody standing in her corner right by the staircase and screamed. And I guess I ran right through it. She could still see it. I didn't see it, but I ran right through it into her room to find out she was okay. Wow. So yeah, that, that's, so you grew, that's where you I got grew my up in a quote unquote it. haunted house per se. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got a long history of the paranormal in your life because you grew up with over uh, over 41 years. Yeah, totally. Well, we'd like to kind of know your opinion on Gettysburg, too. Have you been to Gettysburg? Yes, we were That's at Gettysburg we uh, last week, last week of October in 2020. OK, um, so not too long ago. No, no, no. Um, Gettysburg is an experience. Mm -hmm. I am definitely here to say that anybody who is into history or the paranormal, mm -hmm. if you can get to Gettysburg, even if it's just for a couple of days, because we only had a couple of days ago, we actually showed up at like noon on Monday and left at 6 a.m. on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. But managed to get investigations in both nights we were there. And it is an experience. Can you I mean, define you figure, experience? You figure in a matter of July 1st through July 3rd, uh, 1863, 55,000 people lost their lives, a 17 square mile area. Mm -hmm. um, people hear drums out on the field. On a, on a hazy day up around Little Round Top, they, uh, they have seen people marching across the fields in a fog. Um, when we were out there, we were at a Sniper's Nest. Um, and it just, I mean, we had such great oral communication with the spirits there. I mean, we, we were hearing things around us the whole time that we were there and um we asked you know are we surrounded and yeah. right over the voice box can you see them i mean just as plain as day right we had uh, we had all went to a cemetery hill and we were getting uh, amazing communication that's right on the town's edge i mean we're parked in a parking lot of a business because you're not allowed on the fields after 10 o'clock right. at night um from 10 o'clock at night till six o'clock in the morning being a, a a federal um site you're not allowed on them so we're actually on the parking lot standing on the grass's edge filming during a storm 
and still picking up amazing noises and uh, a couple times we thought we heard gunshots um like i said it's an experience for anybody who is into the paranormal they you absolutely have to go to gettysburg andersonville is another place that's on my 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 to-do list okay antietam um, I would love to do a lot of the major battlefields and the prism locations, um, just to see, I mean, just to get that glimpse that something is still there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's, for me, that's for me too. Like, that's something I want to do sometime too, is go to like Andersonville and Gettysburg. And I've never really gotten a chance to really go to any really of the civil war battlefields or the revolutionary war battlefields that's what i really want to go and do because even my channel like you were talking about just the paranormal like my channel too like i love history like that was always my favorite subject in school so that's why I, my channel i started just for the podcast originally but like that's why i want to do is start making history visit different museums and historical mm -hmm. sites too and make videos there as well yep that's well if it, if it wouldn't have been for mark and his wife i would have never made it out they go out every year they've got their gettysburg family uh, that's out there and of course you know we uh, we went to uh, <clears throat> a little diner uptown called Hunt's which my wife's maiden name so I thought that was kind of ironic and yeah, no, you know totally. we met with them um, you love good food you want to go to Hunt's <laughs> I mean you order fries it's fries for five people <laughs> I mean it is a bucket of fries um but uh, yeah, we sat there and uh, discussed uh, their uh, their history, their the occurrences that they had all had. Um, but uh, yeah, we'd done a paranormal investigation both nights we were there. We'd done the history of Gettysburg during the daytime we were there. I mean, I was filming the whole time I was there. Well, everybody that's hooked up with my group knows my my dream is to be the the next ghost adventure team. You know, I would I would love to hook up with the guys from uh, up north that had uh, had the TV show for a while, um, and uh, see what I can do about getting our team on television to just travel the country and do different investigations and stuff. I mean, there's places all over the West. Oh yeah, you got the Vasilla, the Vasilla Axe Murder House in Iowa. You have got penitentiaries and um, mental hospitals and mm -hmm. things all over the Midwest, and and not to mention the battlefields. We have an 1812 battlefield right here in Michigan, uh, right over on on the east side of the state in Monroe where you also have General Custer's house that he and he and Elizabeth lived in when he was at the, when he went to Little Bighorn and never came home. You know, she lived there till the day she died. So, I mean, there's just, there's so much stuff, but I don't have the finances to travel like that. Yeah, no. Where uh, are you located? Think, where, where are you right now? Uh, about two hours south of you. Okay, okay. I'm, More I'm, towards, I'm right are you in down... I'm, I'm right down between Niles and Three Rivers. Okay, okay, I gotcha. That's your connection with SMP then, because they're pretty much out of the Kalamazoo area. 
Mm -hmm. Yep, totally. Well, we actually done a uh, we done a jailhouse in Galeen, Michigan. Okay. Um, couple months ago, and Danny uh, yeah. came out and joined us for that one. Yeah, and, totally. Uh, that was the, that was that was the first time we had ever met, and uh, I, I was very impressed with the way he handled himself. He stayed out of our way yeah. to film. And uh, done a lot of the talking. We had, of course, people in the museum there in Galeen, uh, where the jailhouse is located. They actually sat in on our investigation and participated in our investigation. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was an amazing thing, and I was I was really glad that we met up with Dave. He has proven to be a a huge asset to the group. His knowledge and yeah. experience. Yeah. Uh, yep. um, his connections. I'm not going to lie. His connections. Yeah. You know, well, he's he been in the, he's the been in the, paranormal, the, he's been in this a long time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Long time. So now do you dabble in cryptids at all? Now do you, you know, I want to, I okay. want to, but every, everybody's too weenie to go out and do a camping trip with me at like oh. Manistee state park in October and I wanted to go out this past October and try to find the dog man. Oh, yeah. You know, because he, he's seen a lot in the latter part of October every year. That's when a lot of the reports and stuff come in. And I, I planned on a weekend camping trip to Manistee and nobody wanted to go with me. Oh, now Brandon I, has dabbled with it. a lot. <laughs> Brandon has like done guys some are UP the last couple of years on Bigfoot expeditions. I, mm -hmm. I, I flat out told him, I said, you guys are big weenies. I would strip down my <laughs> boxer doors and cover my meat under riser and run yeah. out in the woods with a toothbrush and getting photos of him. Yeah, so you should tell him about some of your Bigfoot adventures. Yes, yeah, so those are kind of some very interesting ones. Um, we did get like a lot of tree knocks and stuff like that, but the weirdest one was wasn't even Bigfoot, but but like when we were coming up, we're going down this trail and the team we were with, because we were, I was investigating with Grass, who's uh, another, like a, you know, paranormal team that's just kind of getting into the Bigfoot uh, and UFO, trying to do more research into that now. But like one of their team was like, oh, I don't believe Bigfoot, Bigfoot's not real. So we're walking down the trail. You could tell something's like walking alongside of us and just off into the woods, you know, it's keeping pace with us. And all of a sudden I hear him racking his gun, the one that's like, oh, Bigfoot's not real. <laughs> I'm like, Mike, oh, you don't believe it. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I can hear, I can hear your gun there. Um, but that, that was kind of interesting. But then we got up there, we got to the hill and it wasn't much Bigfoot. It was like, cause normally they look, this goes up on this big hill and you have this big valley underneath and that's where they like to look in, into the, to the woods because you have like a great view line. But this one, we started seeing blue lights, like bluish white lights off into the into the woods on the opposite side so we're looking back down the trail side like they started up in the trees and then kind of like worked their way down and would work their way towards us like two of them it's like they almost had like a group and they had like two that would walk up up to the tree line probably i don't know maybe, say maybe like 10 yards in front of us and they would like light up behind the tree like they would blink on and off like another one would follow the like the trail kind of winds and it would follow the trail up come up to the head of the trail and stop and then they kind of went back. So it was just, it was very, very interesting as to now what, what were those, remember we, we talked about, 
Remember, there was a name for those things. They're kind of like I fairies. More like kind of like fairy lights. Yeah. Because that's kind of like what's reported. There's a lot of reports like that on Mackinac Island of people seeing something like that. It could possibly mm -hmm. be a spirit. They definitely had an intelligence to them because they were, they like the two of them seemed like they were scouts. Like they sent two scouts up to check us out what we were doing. Because that's the way they were behaving. Because they'd come up right to the line and stop. So you could tell they had an intelligence to them. So that, that, yeah. then they would, you know, kind of fall back with the rest of the group. But like, <clears throat> so that's that's kind of what I thought. We talked with Shatan Noir, who thought mm -hmm. maybe they were Puckwudgies, is what we were seeing. But ah, uh, Puckwud, yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you familiar with that term? I'm very familiar with Puckwudgies. On my old channel, uh, I actually done a, a video on Puckwudgies, and um, they're very. Either, either puck wudgies, or I'll tell you another one. A lot of your uh, Native American groups have legends of uh, we folk, little people, mm -hmm. um, clear down to like Marion, Indiana, around Miss Cinnawal River. There's a there's a story of an old natural well. Um, very clean water bubbles up out of the ground. And the natives in that area used to go out there and get their fresh water. That way they didn't have to go through all the precautions of boiling water and stuff like that. Well, supposedly this well is guarded by little people. Hmm. Uh, for decades, there have been stories coming out of the area of kids going out there to park along the river and you know do what kids do and having little handprints on the hood of their cars, on the doors, hearing knocking on their cars when they were in them. Um, not very far from there towards Upland, Indiana, there's also stories of little people that uh, will push cars if you park on a bridge and put the car in neutral, they'll push the car forward and there's been handprints on bumpers and but they've been little teeny tiny, mm -hmm. uh, even smaller than small kid handprints. So, and I mean, these legends go all the way up into Canada. They go all the way down into the Carolinas. So a lot of your tribes, whether it be an Iroquoian or Algonquin or Great Lakes or whatever, all had the stories of these little people. Do you kind of feel like it's so, a I little, mean, the little that, people, Brandon, or do you feel like these were more like fairy-like, but they flew, right? And they seemed like they were higher up in the trees to begin with. And then they were kind of going, they kind of came down like, like they were up in the trees originally kind of came down and we were just kind of going back and forth. there was like a bunch of them going back and forth through the woods but they weren't like they would like light up and then like the light would go out light up but you'd see them kind of going around as they lit up you could follow different individual ones and that's kind oh, of like how really cool. you could see as they move they would leave like a light of you know like if they moved really fast you could see like the, the like the tail of the light kind of a thing as mm -hmm. it moved and that's, that's cool. what, what it was like well, we're in the middle know, of five I'm, miles from we're five miles from like the nearest house we're in the spot where we're at we're in the middle of nowhere so there's no <laughs> there's, there's no, no light man-made light out there at all <laughs> right yeah well i'm a huge fan of what's the word i want to use um the fantasy realm, mm. I guess. I have been since I was a kid. I grew up in the 80s, so I mean, you know, D&D. &D and <laughs> But even before that, I was a huge fan of the fantasy, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the fantasy reality thing. And 
I was actually just joking with the wife the other night when we were watching The Hobbit. And she was asking, you know, well, what happens to him at the end of Return of the King? I said, well, he traveled to the West, to the non-dying lands, to the, to the silver sands. And, she, and I said, but the funny thing is, if you look at a map, if you overlay a map of Middle Earth onto Earth, as it is, the undying land is Canada, the Eastern US, all that kind of stuff. And a lot of people from Ireland to Scotland and Germany and England that came over here and settled believed that not only did their stories follow them here, but the beings themselves did as well. So where Ireland or England had the fae folk, the fairy folk, you know, they would have stored on board ships and followed the people here to keep their stories alive. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, who knows? Who, who knows what Brandon's seen out there? It could have been. I mean, we have we have fairy rings here the same as they do in Europe. I mean, I know you guys have been out in the woods and stuff enough. You have seen fairy rings on the ground before. Uh, a ring of clover or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm a very, I'm a fond believer that, you know, the fae folk and uh the the things that the not even the native americans told stories about before europeans came to the the eastern side of canada and the u.s and stuff that people have reported seeing or hearing in the last 300 years you know i i'm a fond believer that it, it migrated the same as the people did right that kind of brings up another question well urban legends what are your thoughts on urban legends? Do you have a favorite or one that sticks oh, out in your mind? Um, not really a favorite, mm -hmm. but being a historian, I believe that every legend, every myth is steeped in truth. Um, even if it's just the, 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 the teeny tiniest corner of the page, there is some truth to all of these. Something, something honestly happened to somebody to make them start telling this story. Sure. Now, whether or not, you know, you go through 10 generations and the story never changes, or you go 10 generations and the fish goes from this size to that size, <laughs> yeah. you know, you... I, I believe that, yeah, I believe that urban legends, myths and legends are all steeped somewhere, in fact. Mm -hmm. So which one are you thinking about? What's what's going in your brain? I know you've got something, you're thinking about one. What do you think? One of them, one of them that sticks out in my mind, I th think would be, um, well, let, let's let's go with the let's go with the dog man thing yeah totally um i mean it's michigan we're in michigan let's stick local um the dog man been mm -hmm. around since before whites ever came to the continent there have been stories of him uh, a lot of people believe him to be a shapeshifter some believe he's a skinwalker um 
whatever the case may be, uh, we're actually looking, another big investigation we're looking at this year is a place up near Muskegon. Mm-hmm. And the cemetery was built on the on the edge of an old Indian burial ground. So two steps, you've gone from white land to native land where burial mounds are at. And these burial mounds are supposedly guarded by a skinwalker. Okay. So we're real looking forward to getting up there. I might even splurge and buy a steak or something on the way up <laughs> yeah. just to have something to bait with. Right. Um, you know, that one there really sticks out the most because, you know, skinwalkers, shapeshifters, mm-hmm. um, whatever you want to call them, they're all over the United States and Canada, clear down into uh, Central America. You know, and I I believe that once again there's some there's something in fact it's something steeped in fact in the story whether it's the fact they're a spirit whether it's the fact they're an actual medicine person or a shaman or whatever who has right. um, reached that level of power that they can right. shapeshift the, the same with the Wendigo. You know, I don't, uh, the story goes, the Wendigo is a spirit that uh, uh, turned eating human flesh and became this thing. And now if you run into a Wendigo, they will transform you into a Wendigo or they will eat you. You know, it's a flip of the coin with a Wendigo. You don't know, you can't trust them. Um, this, the Skinwalker, I mean, they've been around for so long. The legends have been around for so long that mm-hmm. there has to be something there, something we just haven't found yet. Right, right. And, and um, I think my, you'll that, find a lot of the Bigfoot people will say that too. You know, it's like, well, if they're there, why haven't we seen them, right? Why aren't they, why aren't more people seeing them? You know, if the Bigfoot are out there, I think that's what a lot of people say. No, go ahead. I was watching a story, and I can't remember the name of the movie, but, um, oh, I remember what it was. Damn it. It was the Santa Claus. Oh, (laughs) yeah. With Tim Allen. Yeah, that's been on like a lot. Yep, the first one. And if you'll remember right, Judge Reinhold's role in that, he plays a psychologist, he's a non-believer, and you know, he's he's got Tim Allen's son as his stepson, and he says, he says, what about reindeer, do reindeer fly, or how do reindeer fly, or how do you know a reindeer flies, he says, you just got to believe, because have you ever seen one, he says, (laughs) no. And judge says, well, there you go. And then the kid looks at him and says, you ever seen a million dollars? He says, no. He goes, how do you know it exists? Yep. I remember that just, part just of the movie. Just because you don't see something. It doesn't you know, mean it doesn't exist. because you don't exist. physically see it doesn't mean it. Exactly. That's true. You know, I mean, we, we I, have... I want one of those t-shirts that, sh- that shows Bigfoot on that says, you know, national hide and seek champion. <laughs> We've had a lot of guests on our podcast, haven't we, Brandon? Talk about 
the ways that Bigfoot can hide and not be seen by humans and stuff. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's, well, let's, that's let, let, let's even talk about Bigfoot. Let's talk about a deer. Yeah. People go out deer hunting all the time. People go out oh, deer yeah. hunting all the time. You don't see that deer when he's hunkered down in the high brush watching you. No. Nope. You see that deer when he takes off running because you get too close. I think Bigfoot's a little braver than a deer, so he's probably not going to take off running when you get too close. Mm-hmm. So, I mean right there if you just take if you take the what we what we know about nature and and things like that you know a deer is not a predator you know bigfoot eight feet tall 500 pounds he's a predator yeah you know he's not going to run he's going to sit there and he's going to observe you and he's going to stay quiet he's but you know yeah, you don't see a deer until the deer runs. When that deer is hunkered behind that tree or laying in that brush watching you, you don't know he's there. That's true. That's true. I'm trying to think if there's any more that maybe we didn't cover on some of the other places that we kind of have to be like any more stories. Like at Gettysburg or Henderson Castle that we might not have talked about or any of the, like, the other cemeteries you may have gone to. So there were quite a few uh, cemetery uh, videos. Oh, oh, yeah, we do a lot of cemeteries. We love doing the cemeteries because we go out, we pay our respects to the soldiers that are there. Um, we just done um, Riverside in uh, Dwozhak, Michigan for the third time uh, the last part of last year and uh, went to a whole different uh, section in the cemetery, of course, had Tommy, uh, Tommy Tombstone with us, with, with his cameraman. And um, got to do our respects to the fallen soldiers out there. And uh, being an ordained minister, you know, Mark had me say a prayer for him and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, being a veteran, of course, I give him that final salute before uh, we done anything out there. But uh, we've done a lot. Of, like I said, that was our third time there. The first time there, we done the Lee Mausoleum. Uh, now, the Lees, um, they're part of the uh, Gorgeous Lee hospitals and um, things like that. But um, we, uh, we were doing their mausoleum, and uh, me and uh, an old friend of ours, Christy, her son, uh, him and I were there at the camera, and we, uh, we started to walk away uh, to talk. So what we were saying wouldn't get picked up on the camera. And... The video we have, the, I, I still have that video. I was able to save all of my paranormal videos on this new channel. Those are the only ones I was able to save, but I saved them. Um, but we picked up white glowing eyes coming out of the mausoleum. Hmm. And we kept hearing uh, the voice box kept saying nine, nine, nine. And I finally yelled at Mark. I said, Mark, how many people's buried here? He said, seven. I said, this thing has said nine like three times. And he went up there with his flashlight and he looked. He said, oh, there's nine tombs, but only seven are occupied. Okay. And it's like, huh. And then when I, I found those eyes in editing and, you know, you've got your naysayers there. Oh, you edited those in. Like, dude, seriously. <laughs> I am, 
I am a baby at editing. I can't edit squat in and make it look good. I can't even do a, a brightly lit green screen without having some kind of an echo somewhere around me on my green screen. You know, so yeah, everything, we don't alter anything that we put on, on the channel. It is all what you see. If it's not some kind of dialect on the on the screen asking a question or saying what a voice box has said or something like that it's not put in it is exactly what we catch on the film mm -hmm. uh, yep. another great place paul paul michigan okay oh, that you're is a, up a little bit uh, paul, paul little michigan bit. okay oh am i uh the cemetery at, in paul paul michigan oh okay. another great one to do um we, I actually went out there. Mark could not make that one with me. And so I took our friend Christy and my mother-in-law, who is a huge Ghost Adventures fan. She's not afraid of nothing. <laughs> is you she know, a skeptic? She, not in the least bit. She went out okay. to uh, Las Vegas two years ago. And the first place she went was Zach Baggins Museum. And she wasn't afraid her. to touch anything. Good. She wasn't Good afraid to her. get right up. But I took her out there. Funniest bloody thing you ever seen in your life. She's standing there beside Christy. Christy's right beside me. We're filming up the hill. And we're seeing things moving around the tombs in the dark. And she's like, I'm, I can see something up there. I'm going to go check it out. I'm like, Mom, be careful. You know what the police said about there being a lot of homeless people around here. I don't want you anything <laughs> bad to happen to you. Right. And she goes walking up that hill and she gets just out of the edge of the light into the shadow. And all of a sudden you start hearing, nope, 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 to hell with this. No, 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 F this. No, no. And she come right down that hill. And I understand this woman just had an Easter surgery. <laughs> so she was She's hobbling like a duck. <laughs> She come down that hill three times faster than she went up right between <laughs> me and Christy, went and got in the car, and that was it for the night for her. She said she seen something from mid-torso to the top of its head come out from behind a grave, darker than the dark around it, and it reached out, and mm -hmm. she said, nope, piss on it. I am going to the car. I'm locking the doors. <laughs> I'll unlock them when they get done. No, she goes scared the bejesus out of me, and she's not gone back on another one with me yet. So I'm assuming it wasn't a homeless person; it was some sort of black no. shadow figure. It was some kind of a shadow yeah. up there. Wow, that says a lot because she sounds like a but, tough woman. Oh, she is for only being like five foot tall. She's tough <laughs> as nails. She's oh my goodness. tough as nails. The, 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 the funny thing, though, and it's at the very end of the Paw Paw uh, Cemetery video, we start seeing white eyes over towards the mausoleum to our right. And they're moving. They're, they're dodging. They're vanishing. They're coming back in a different location. And they're all over the place constantly, just all kinds of little white eyes. And we're hearing things, sticks breaking and and it was like, okay, all right. Does anybody have a gun? No, okay. Does anybody have a knife? Yes, okay. All right, well, at least we know we got some kind of protection if it is something that's, you know. 
So we go walking over there. Somebody had dumped off eight kittens. Oh, no. And these things were running all around this mausoleum, hiding under the mausoleum, up on the roof of the mausoleum, up in the tree beside the mausoleum, hiding on the gravestone beside the mausoleum. <laughs> we get over there and all of a sudden they're just running all around us There's and stuff. Cats. And it's like, son of a, we thought we had something really good here. And it's a bunch of freaking kittens. <laughs> oh, that's a good story. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's like, here I am thinking I'm going to get definitive proof that demons yeah. exist in our nope. world. And it's a, nope. it's a cute little kittens. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I keep thinking maybe they were demonic kittens, but I'm, I, nothing happened. So, I mean, it was. Yeah. No, maybe a little feral. That's about it, right? Yeah, well, not even that. They were coming up and letting us pet them and pick them up. Oh, well, then, yeah. No, not even that. It's like, come on, do something demonic. Oh, face split <laughs> open, you know. At least piss at me, right? Cats can do that. Piss at me. Being demonic. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, how oh, are you doing met our time, black cat. Brandon? Yeah, we're getting probably got about five, ten minutes left. Um, okay. Well, why don't know. we do our final thought? Yeah, we can do that. We're up and coming. Yeah, up and coming. We are going to have some more episodes coming up. I don't have currently the next guest lined up. I got a few people kind of in okay. the world, so we're working on the details on that right now. Um, again, you can uh, check out this podcast on Jose Paranormal History Productions. Uh, you can find it on any of the, the audio on any of basically most of the spots where you can get um, audible, you know, podcasts on. It's shared out on a lot or the whole yep. picture and podcast on uh, Facebook. We'll put it on our Facebook page, which is the Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters Paranormal Podcast. Yep. And Drew, would you like to share anything up and coming with our guests that you would like to share? What, what you got coming up? Well, uh, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, we have got um, the, ho the hotel in uh, South Haven, Michigan coming up next weekend. Uh, many, many years of documented uh, experiences with different people in that location. We're really looking forward to that one. Uh, we have the, um, the Masonic Temple in uh, Paul Paul, Michigan coming up here very soon. Uh, we have got a couple more coming up that we're still trying to get set up. Another one uh, right there in DeWalzak, Michigan. Um, where uh, uh, there have been a lot of occurrences over the last 25 years. Right here towards the end of 2021, things really started getting iffy and edgy. Other paranormal teams have even gone in to investigate and got startled. We have the Olympia Bookstore in Dewajak, Michigan, coming up here at the end of the month. Um, we got a full year of investigations yeah. and we have several groups like i said we've got four groups now uh that are all working on getting investigations and stuff set up um it's going to be a great year so in order for people to find you what's the best way go to your youtube channel and look for living histories mysteries is that the best way to watch yep. these that, up and comings that's the that's the best way to do it YouTube, okay. Living Histories, Mysteries. Um, you can also get a hold of us at um, Living Histories, Mysteries, or uh, wait a second. Yeah, we have a Living Histories, Mysteries on um, 
Facebook. Yep. Okay. Uh, we also have the we also have the Midwest Parahistoric Society that you can contact us at. Um, we are always looking for new investigations, homes, businesses, properties. So if anybody is uh, bothered by strange noises or occurrences in their home, they can always get a hold of us uh, through uh, Living History Comes Alive at gmail.com or go to Midwest Parahistoric Society on Facebook and get a hold of us that way. That sounds wonderful. Well, we really appreciate you being with us tonight, being our special guest, Drew. It's been a pleasure, pleasure. talking with you and we really you appreciate too. it. Thank you so much. And we're excited to see your new episodes on YouTube coming up soon. I do have a question Thank for you. you before we go. Um, I know you did DeadCon, but it was DeadCon, right? Uh, last year you did a video yes. there. Are you planning on doing any conventions? Because I know that's one thing we're looking at possibly doing is going to some conventions and try to make some episodes, like maybe doing like short interviews at places like that. Right now, um, I don't really have the connections uh, with the conventions. Now, this is something else for all you paranormal investigators out there. And I found this out by accident. Um, the girl that I went to DeadCon with in Fort Wayne, Indiana, purchased tickets, and I investigated into it a little bit more. I come to find out that anybody who does social media qualifies for press passes. Oh. So uh, I was actually able to get press passes. We met Danny Trejo. Uh, met a few. Uh, I met Lita Ford. Uh, a few of the actors from The Walking Dead, some of the guys from Ghost Hunters International, Ghost Seekers, uh, Ghost Hunters uh, here in America. Uh, great place next year, Living Histories, Mysteries, and the Midwest Parahistoric Society is planning on setting up at DeadCon. Oh, good for you. So uh, any other paranormal... Um, conventions or anything like that that we can get a foot in the door into to get our name out there a little bit more uh yes i'm definitely interested in doing yeah i figured that'd be a kind of a good way but it's kind of a way we want to kind of break the show off a little bit and do stuff a little bit different than the traditional zoom stuff that kind of go on the road to conduct mm -hmm. stuff like yeah. that fun way to yeah you and i kind of talked about that didn't we brandon yeah. maybe try some of that a little bit yeah coolness well thank you again appreciate your time and loved your stories tonight thank you and it was a pleasure having you on our show pleasure is mine family-owned plurimo pizza underwrites this episode of grand rapids ghost hunters paranormal podcast located at 901 gazan parkway southwest wyoming and available at 616-531-8300. The opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of the producer and not necessarily those of WKTV Community Media. Mm -hmm.